Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this is the show where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. Now, I want to quickly introduce my amazing, incredible co-host today, the incredible Mr. Fisher. Don't make him angry. Whatever you do, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. But anyway, he is the amazing guy who does the Beyond the To-Do List podcast. He's a producer and host. It's been going along on long for about eight years, and he talks with experts on how to implement productivity and strategies in people's professional and personal lives. He's also the director of the social media education for Agora Pulse, where he heads up the social media manager school. Eric, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we have some great webinars coming up all month long. Check demos out at socialmediamanagerschool.com. Also, don't make uh, the mistake of missing out on the Instagram edition of the Social Pulse Summit that Agora Pulse just did. You can find that at summit.agorapulse.com. It just happened live, but all the replays are still there, so don't miss out. Awesome. By the way, I want to let you guys know that this show is brought to you by my friends over at Ecamm. If you're wondering in the, how in the world we're doing all this cool stuff, like pulling up those lower thirds, this moving backgrounds, these camera angles, all that stuff, it is by Ecamm. So if you're interested in finding out more about this incredible program for the Mac, make sure you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. Now, I'm very excited to introduce my host my guest for today she could host it if she wanted to because she's amazing we are joined today by making and we're going to talk about twitter spaces we're also going to be exploring possible new revenue models and how to banter like a brand on twitter but if you don't know who making is she is the founder of making tea and is a t-note speaker she's a social media correspondent professional live tweeter and fomo creator for conferences workshops and festivals and she may bridges the gap between social media plus pr for your next conference your challenge your product or service launch she is a live tweeter available for hire and may i'm so excited you're here today i really am and i'm even more excited you get my bloody name right it's making <laughs> making so so making she's always giving me a hard time about this ever since i've met her but making i will do it before we get in the show, can you tell us what a live, what is a live tweeter for hire? I mean, tell exactly what you do at events and conferences. So I really want to know and people to know. Yeah. So I listen to a conference and I record it, you know, I report it live. So um, at uh, webinars that run, I can do on average 50 uh, tweets an hour. Uh, I've done day conferences where um, in person when we were allowed to go out and play uh, and uh, I average about 1,200 uh, tweets. So it, um, it helps to give publicity um, for uh, my clients. It helps to get the conversations going uh, and gets real people, um, you know, creates that FOMO <laughs> for oh, yeah. Uh, clients. Yeah, so not just on um, uh, Twitter. I also do it on Instagram uh, and I go on Facebook Live as well um, and uh, work my magic for my clients to create that buzz, create that content for the lurkers with the intention that those locusts think, oh my God, I'm missing out. I've got to book on, I've got to buy the ticket. I've got to buy the book, buy the service. That's basically what I do. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I've got to bring up my friend Ian Anderson Gray, who we hung out with and he goes, I think May King is part machine the way she tweets. So uh, <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks you may be a cyborg, but, but we'll just, we'll let that go for now. What I want to know, May, is how, 
How are you doing since, you know, these large scale in-person events aren't really happening? What are you doing? Because I mean, I know that's, that's, that's your big business. So how are you, are you doing a lot of virtual events? What are you doing uh, kind of to fill that gap? I'm doing a lot of uh, virtual events. So Eric talks about a fabulous uh, social pulse summit. Um, I uh, tweeted um, and uh, created LinkedIn posts uh, for the LinkedIn edition um, of um, the social pulse summit um, on Agora Pulse and uh, engaged with uh, with people. I've also been doing a lot of interviews with business owners as well. And uh, because I've got a bit of a following across all the socials, um, the videos are uh, given to my clients so that they can put it on their website put it on uh, their platforms, but I also put it onto my social media platforms as well, just to give them a little bit more uh, publicity. So uh, interviewing business owners, uh, doing uh, virtual conferences, and there's been a lot of digital challenges as well. So we want to get people into the challenge. So I've been helping to create FOMO for that. Um, the interviews have been repurposed into Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Um, and then I've actually have been um, cheering and uh, cheering uh, with pom poms uh, <laughs> in during the digital uh, challenge, um, and just getting people motivated and excited about the uh, challenge, so that and then if they see a lot of value in the challenge, and hopefully they will buy. So I've been hired to be the uh, chief pom pom shaker um, with uh, Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups during a challenge as well. So that's what's been keeping me, me busy. Awesome, man. Well, that's great. So I want to bring up some more comments. Grace, our friend Grace says she is uh, making is the reigning social media marketing world tweeting champion. How many years is it that you've done that? Like, it's been like, I don't know, for as long as I can remember. Yeah, so um, it's uh, since 2018. So I think the first, yeah, that was my first um, Twitter experience at Social Media Marketing World. And I was third and I'm very competitive. So I came back, I thought, I've got to, I've got to be number one. And so I was number one in 2019 and also 2020 as well. In 2020, uh, that was my last uh, international gig before uh, lockdown. I was hired by someone to tweet on their behalf as well. And I managed to get my client on uh, the leaderboard as well as myself. So yeah. Um, very cool. Well, so, so you're the, the nickname that Grace has given you is very, very true. She uh, making is the queen of Twitter. So very, oh, very cool. Stop it. You've got some fans. <laughs> so Eric, let's, why don't you break us down this first piece of news? We're going to be talking on this first segment about this, you know, everyone's talking about audio, the new audio kind of social stuff and Twitter spaces is coming right behind clubhouse. So break down, the news on Twitter spaces because it's all the Twitter everywhere on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So the news here is, and what's, what's interesting to me is clubhouse has been around for almost a year, but really in limited, you know, capacity until uh, the hype started to surround it back in, you know, late last year. But what's funny is I had heard of Twitter spaces uh, coming for a while, even before I'd ever heard of clubhouse. And so now Twitter spaces is starting to actually make its, uh, it's almost like it's a sh I know Twitter is, you know, all about birds and tweeting, but to me, <laughs> Twitter spaces is kind of like the shark fin starting to finally come out of the water and, <laughs> you know, clubhouse is dominating that social audio space, but even, even, you know, and again, even Facebook who copies everything they can get their hands on or see uh, is trying to make a clubhouse copycat. I, you know, Twitter was working on one for months now and it, we are starting to see it now in a limited beta they're showing, um, you know, a number of advantages and things that they're perfecting that Clubhouse uh, users have had issues with. So, uh, you know, with Twitter spaces in limited beta, it's expanding to more users recently. Even yesterday, last night, I, I saw that. Um, I don't know that this is official, but I saw it on Twitter from somebody on Android saying they had it on Android. So, you know, there you go. Um, but my, my question making is, have you, I know you're a clubhouse user. Have you had a chance to check out Twitter spaces? And, and if so, talk to us a bit about how it is, you know, what it is and how it works. Yeah. So, um, I, I love Twitter spaces. Oh my goodness. I love it. Like Eric said, I have been using clubhouse for a while. Um, and when a new platform comes on along, I tend to ignore it because I tend to, I'm not a follower of fashion. But uh, one of my uh, friends uh, asked me to go on it and, and said, you should really uh, look at it. So I did have a look at Clubhouse, made the classic mistake of uh, leaving my mic on and, uh, and the whole world was left, you know, was, uh, was um, uh, understanding about what I was having for lunch with my partner that day, uh, which was hilarious. But with Twitter Spaces, 
uh, it is so much easier to use, so much easier, and there's a lot more added functionality. So um, I think, and also what I've experienced in Clubhouse, which a few people warn me about, is that there's a lot of willy-waving and peacocking going around. <laughs> a lot of egos, um, you know, and a lot of them, um, there are some, unfortunately, you'll get them everywhere with new platforms. A lot of uh, spammers and marketers and, you know, uh, claiming to be experts and say, you should come to me and, you know, we can help you when I get that six, seven, seven figure business and all that stuff, you know, all that rubbish stuff. What I've found in Twitter spaces is that there's really a lot of meaningful, great conversations that is happening. And what I saw from a tweet was that um, Clubhouse is more of a um, platform, you know, enabling you to get onto the virtual stage and talk, whereas Twitter Spaces is more of a roundtable. There's a lot of intimacy, a lot of great conversations that are had. You've got the opportunity to speak or listen, which you have on Clubhouse, um, but the audio is way better it's much better um, on spaces than uh, than uh, Clubhouse. And what I love about Twitter is that I could actually tweet whilst I'm on spaces. And um, when I'm on Clubhouse, I sometimes will uh, tweet from my computer. And um, because I, you know, forgot to hit the mute button, people are saying, "Making sharp, <laughs> you're on the, we can hear you tweeting." And um, I don't have that problem on Twitter Spaces. So I just feel that there's definitely a community. Um, and, um, you know, you can express yourself in uh, a few ways in emojis, in the way of emojis on uh, Clubhouse, uh, sorry, on Twitter Spaces. On Clubhouse, if you don't know the jargon, there's a few things that happen which you might be thinking, oh, um, that's a bit weird. Or, the, you know, there's limited functionality, but with, um, with Twitter Spaces, it's just a lot easier to use. And I haven't experienced the peacocking and willow waving yet because people are genuinely wanting to help each other. So... I love Twitter Spaces. I absolutely love it. Now we need a T-shirt that says "No peacocking or willy waving." So that's that's important. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to add those um, to the the, the cart. Um, so uh, some people are are chiming in, like they're um, using both Clubhouse and Spaces. Love Spaces simplicity. And then Grace said, and this is a great question: Where would you find Spaces in Twitter? She saw Matt Navarro went live on Spaces last week. How would you join in? So. Where would you find it? Like if, you, if you're wanting to know if you have the functionality or want to join one, where do you look for it on Twitter? Is it, you know, is it, can you do it on desktop, mobile? Kind of break it down a little bit that way. I believe it's mobile only uh, and it's where you can see your fleet. So remember the, um, you know, the stories and um, that people kind of done it on Instagram and kind of, you know, Twitter just hasn't had the same impact. But when you see the stories up at the top, people who are in purple, it means that they've got um, a, a space um, that they're currently live on uh, on spaces. So definitely check it out there. Um, you can uh, check out to see whether you've got spaces. It is in beta mode, as Eric said. So when you compose a tweet, um, you can have a look to see if you've got access uh, to it. I know it's limited at the moment, but they're re uh, rolling out to a lot more people. And what, uh, what people have also done as well with the people who are in beta mode, they've actually put a purple dot as part of their uh, Twitter name at the start, just to show you that they are, uh, um, they are beta testing uh, Twitter spaces. So follow those guys and uh, they'll let you know when they are, um, they are on live as well. So fleets, um, check out the people with the purple dots as well. Awesome. Awesome. Very, very cool. So I guess one of the major advantages, and I'm seeing a lot of comments over here, that is that Twitter space, it's going to, you don't have to start over with a new community like you've had to do with Clubhouse, is that you can actually, you know, most people already, a lot of us anyway, have a community that we've already built up on Twitter. And everybody's kind of familiar with Twitter. Will Twitter spaces give what they're calling social audio mainstream appeal? I mean, we've got the FOMO going on, which is your thing on Clubhouse, but do you think it's going to give it mainstream appeal like, oh, Twitter's doing it, I'm going to jump in now? Yeah, I mean, audio has definitely been um, absolutely huge. I mean, a lot of us have got the, you know, Alexa or Google at home, so it's going nowhere, audio. And I think it's, um, you know, when the pandemic hits, you know, um, people went to Zoom, but there are also a lot of people who did, you know, were worried about video and 
you know, they hadn't washed their hair or there was still no PJs and all the rest of it. So um, having Twitter spaces is just, uh, it's very, you know, it, it's, um, it's just a nice way of reconnecting with the community without the pressure of going on a video. And like you say, um, you, you don't have to be uh, invited. You can listen in, you know, Clubhouse, you have to wait until you're invited to get onto Clubhouse. Um, and so it has generated that FOMO. But um, as I say, you're, a lot of um, business owners do tend to use uh, Twitter for the business aspects as well as the social aspects. So you've already got a community. You've already got people who are following you. And so you can let them know when you're going live or when you're tuning in and really uh, support each other. And because it's still in beta mode at the moment, there is this massive support and, you know, I've only been in a very short time and I've already seen people supporting each other when they're going live. And uh, it's very easy to report um, any issues you may have had. But from what I've seen so far, I, I haven't had any issues with um, audio at all. And I absolutely love the functionality. You can also create a transcript as well, live, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's something that you don't get in Clubhouse either. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. So. Um, this, and I can't wait to pick, I know you probably already thought about this, but how would you incorporate spaces into a live event? So how would, you know, I know you're already, your brain's already thinking, this is what I do. How can I use Twitter? What, what are you, what are you thinking about doing for Twitter spaces when you do a live event and doing your FOMO tweeting? Well, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it already. So as I'm listening to conversations and listening to the people who are in the spaces, I'll be tweeting about it. Um, at the moment, um, with um, you know, with Clubhouse, I you know listen to the people. Then there's a few steps where I need to find out who they are if they're actually on Twitter and then tag them or Instagram. But on Twitter, we already know that they're on Twitter because they're there. So <laughs> you know, so I know that when we've had some great conversations, I'll be able to share that those conversations, tag those people in uh, if they um, you know uh, on the grapevine. Um, I heard that uh, we will be able to name our spaces and give a, you know, a topic. You know, there's um, business owners who want to be known for a particular thing. So obviously I want to be known as the FOMO creator. So I will be, um, you know, launching rootless spaces where people can learn about um, how to create FOMO. There'll be other people who um, are, um, you know, experts in leadership or experts in um, sales or marketing and so they'll be able to create their Twitter spaces with that title at the top and then people will be able to search on those and get involved in those communities and um, so um, th there's definitely a lot of uh, scope for um, repurposing what you've listened as I said you know you've got your transcript you can create that into a blog post um, you know you can tag people and tweet and really engage and, and get the uh, create uh, get creating contact with the lurkers is uh, one of my favorite phases. Awesome. That's awesome. cool. Um, one of the, uh, you know, speaking of business use, um, one of the articles I was looking at was calling Clubhouse and Spaces one part podcast, one part industry convention, one part conference call. And, you know, it, it's time consuming because it's happening in real time, real time. But like, what do you see as the, op the opportunity here for brands and businesses to incorporate Twitter spaces into their marketing and their compu uh, community building strategy? Oh, there's a lot of scope for it. I mean, with, with social media, a lot of businesses, they tend to post something, you know, maybe they'll post in a LinkedIn post before an event. And then during the event that has happened, they may put out a tweet. And then after the event, they'll say, oh, we've just finished up. And we really want to get a real sense of who, you know, what that event is, what it's all about. And so I think that Twist Spaces is, is the perfect opportunity for people to see the real, the raw, the right now. And, um, you know, we, we, we talk in the social media space about repurposing content. So, you know, if you've got a, a program that you're going to launch, you know, like this show, for example, you know, you, you have got this, um, you know, uh, live video show. It's going to be turned into a podcast. It's probably going to be a blog post as well. Twitter Spaces, you've got the opportunity to do all of that as well, you know. Um, so um, we often hear at conferences uh, from speakers and they've got these incredible pieces of information and we can showcase that by sharing it with our community. So there's a lot of scope. Um, and as I say, you've got just like, 
when you're marketing any event, you've got the pre-FOMO, the live FOMO, and the post-FOMO. And people forget about that. Um, and Twitter Spaces is the perfect opportunity for you to create that live FOMO. Um, we can't hide behind um, our logos anymore. We need to showcase who we are as people so that people can get to know, like, and trust us. And you can't hide from that in audio, you know, if the thing is live, if you're tweeting live and, you know, sharing clips or sharing the transcript. So um, it, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. So I want to bring up some comments before we, we come on to the next section. But uh, kind of wrapping up, there's a, there's some great – what's the difference between – and it was a great question here. Oh, it's it's from iSenior. He goes, "What's what about Twitter voice? What is the difference between spaces and Twitter voice? Because that may be confusing to some people. Yeah, great question. So um, you can create a tweet in the, um, you know, uh, with a, uh, with your voice, and it's kind of like an audiogram. Whereas Twitter Spaces, so when you're doing a tweet with or, with a, your Twitter voice, it's one tweet that goes out. Whereas in Spaces, it's actually as if you're in a, um, you know, in a meeting room with people and so you're you know you're actually engaging and talking to to um, more than one person so with um twitter voice it's just you posting out an audio piece but with twitter spaces you're actually having a great conversation with people it's in a, a space um a safe space um and um you know uh and people can tune in and, and listen and then for those uh, people who want to get the maximum out of the event, then they would, you know, tweet those um, golden nuggets out as if they're attending a conference. So that's a different stream too. Awesome. So I want to just kind of clarify some things about what we found out so far with it's rolling out. I think they added like 3000 more people uh, to this beta test because it's still in beta and you can have 10 people talking in the room. I think that's the max you can have right now. And, and like May had said earlier, you can join in one. Anybody can join in one now. You don't have to be a part of the beta. And you can see those. They'll have that little purple circle thing. So you can join in there and have a discussion. I don't know. I think only Madeline Scalar is one of the people I know who has spaces right now. Eric's been on a Matt couple Navarra of Matt Navarra is another one. Yeah. And yeah. so you want to follow those people that have it and you want to follow them. You want to check them out on mobile because then you'll see that they're live. And here's the thing. Typically, these people will be tweeting out, I'm going live on Twitter spaces at such and such a time. And then you make note of that and then go back to the mobile app at that time. And then you will see what is kind of an oval or a or a, a, a linking of multiple fleets right. up in the fleet area on the, the, the mobile device. App. So so here's the couple. Th so and also it, to see if you have it or not to create if you have it, you can create it by going into your fleets, which just is still a horrible name. It sounds like medicine you take when you, you have to go and then and so you you swipe over on your fleets over all the way it's true it is it just sounds bad come on twitter you so you swipe over and you get that and, and you see it over there on, on on that clicking on your profile or if you do a long press and this is only on mobile and it's only for ios right now and so you can have to hit the long press and that way you can create a a uh, start doing one of these twitter spaces the other thing, and you kind of hit on it, and I want to talk about it a little bit, is that it's going to allow a transcript. And also, it sounds like it, they also may allow downloads of like maybe the conversation because it's built on the back of Periscope, which they're sunsetting, but they have all that technology. And so they built it on the back of Periscope. I think that's going to be a game changer compared to Clubhouse. I want to get Eric's take on that and then go back to you, uh, May. So Eric, what do you think about that? Because that was the big thing. I know it's uh, these conversations that go away and that's what people, some people really like, but as a FOMO creator and as somebody who creates content, I want to repurpose it for a blog post or something. So what are your thoughts, Eric? Look, the thing is, is we've all learned from this past year or so that you can't consume everything, whether that's TV shows or live videos or podcasts, et cetera. I can try. So I, we can try <laughs> and, and, and we definitely we definitely try. However, my take is, is what does it hurt you to have it that if I missed out an hour ago, I can jump in and start from the beginning? You know, it doesn't hurt you at all to right. have that possibility available. Because um, how many live videos are we really going back and watching the whole thing of? Like this one, you know, for sure. This other one, than this, this show. This yeah, one I this watch. This show we have to do. Yeah. Over and over. I watch this one as it's live. <laughs> Replay it. So. <laughs> 
So, May, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? Is that something that you would want and use? I, that's one of the things I, I do not like about Clubhouse, but I love your thoughts. No, I, I absolutely love it. As I say, the, um, you know, some people like uh, reading. Some people like audio. Some people like video. And we are, you know, we are sad about um, seeing Periscope um, you know, sunsetted, as, as you quite rightly said. And so we need to um, help our um, prospects and our lurkers uh, and give them the information that they need in the in the medium that they want it in the way that they want it. So, like I say, uh, much as we love uh, TV or um, you know um, the um, online streaming uh, platforms, we're also competing with all of those as well. So, let's create these little bite-sized chunks, um, you know, uh, and give it and drip feed them to uh, our prospect via email or uh, via uh, various means, you know, on our website on. Um, in podcast form and what have you. So uh, as I say, the um, audio is not going to go away. Uh, it's a very convenient way of listening. I know a lot, a lot of um, uh, marketers uh, feel it's very involved. Um, you know, you really need to be present. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a great way, you know, we can listen to it whilst we're cooking, whilst we're dancing, whilst we're, when we are allowed to go out and play, uh, when we're driving and, um, you know, uh, when we're allowed to uh, go on public transport again later on in the year. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea for me to only dance when it's audio only so nobody can see me. That would be great. Um, but I, I, I think I'm also doing like live chats, doing live, you know, almost like tweet chats, but it would be an audio version of that would be amazing. But even thinking like if it used to be the second screen they called Twitter, like you could sit down and be watching the premiere or the, the newest episode that's dropped of WandaVision and be able to talk to people. Oh, did you see that? You don't have it live there. And talk. there's so many opportunities, I think. And it's, and it's second nature for most people. It's not invite. It won't, you know, when it rolls out, it won't be just invite only. It'll be part of the feature. So anyway, very exciting stuff. So I'm excited. One of the things my pal Shannon Hernandez says, and I think this is a great point. He goes, I love the latest announcements of supporter program where users can monetize their profiles. I think pairing the two will add great opportunity for those who want to build community. That's a great point. We're going to talk about some of those features here later on in the show. But right now I wanted to bring up the uh, the next section where we'll be talking about that Twitter is auto-testing direct messages. So after introducing audio tweets last year that uh, making, you know, broke down a little bit ago for us, and now Spaces, Twitter is continuing down this audio path with the ability to record and send audio DMs. So they're testing audio DMs in three regions right now, India, Japan, and Brazil, and plans to roll out in phases. So what they've said, it's really on brand for Twitter. And this is really, it's really funny that, Instead of using 140 characters, users share 140 seconds of audio. So how cute is that, Twitter? That's very cute. So this feature really isn't new to the market. Most other messaging apps allow users to send each other audio messages. LinkedIn, wow, LinkedIn, Messenger, uh, Instagram, WhatsApp. Once this rolls out, making what are some interesting, fun, and things that we can do with audio DMs? What, what is your mind kind of going on what would you do with them with uh, as a FOMO creator do you want to um add six or seven figures into your business then join me (laughs) exactly (laughs) sound like clubhouse right there yeah (laughs) wow no i mean i um i do videos uh on dms already it would take a while to upload but you know it really helps me to connect uh with people that i've been uh talking to uh, publicly and then I uh, you know I take you to the DMs but yeah I mean um, I've been using uh, voice uh, DMs on Instagram and LinkedIn and they're so effective and really connect with people uh, people love my laugh so it's a great way of uh, breaking the ice and uh, introducing myself to others and if people um, you know like my uh, laugh and uh, like the way that I talk and like the words that I speak then um, all the better um, but I, I, I think it's I feel sometimes that Twitter, um, you know, is a little bit behind in some stuff, and I, I just wish it would, um, you know, be on the forefront again because right. I love Twitter, I really do. And uh, so, yes, um, the DMs is a, a great place to connect uh, even further. And you've got, I mean, you've got ten thousand characters uh, to play with on the DMs, but audio would be just, you know, one step further than the, the ten thousand um, characters. So, cool. Yeah, they listed off a bunch of the different, uh, Jeff did here, uh, the different platforms that have audio messages, LinkedIn, Messenger, Instagram. I mean, we were just talking a bunch of Instagram stuff earlier this week at the Social Pulse Summit from Agora Pulse. 
And that was one of the tips that I was giving was, you know, hey, you can, you know, people talk about, like we were just talking about with Clubhouse, people talk about the intimacy of audio and why not take advantage of that in the DMs when somebody's messaging you to go back and forth with them? Have you seen any examples of brands doing creative things with audio messages? Um, I haven't, no. Um, I mean, I, I've used them, but I, um, I haven't seen that many people, you know, any brands um, so far. No, I have to, I don't know. Have you seen any, Eric? Sorry, I haven't. Uh, not necessarily, but I think it was one of those things for a time there. Anytime anybody sent me a private message on Instagram specifically, I was, you know, for a week or two there, I was trying to reply by holding that microphone button and recording them. Hey, thanks for reaching out, you know, and, and like giving them more personal of a message than just some text. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 But you know who would love to get an audio message from you? My friends over at Ecamp. See how how I segued into that just perfectly. So uh, make, if you guys want to know how we're doing this awesome uh, show here with these cool overlays, it's awesome graphics and it's a great tool for podcasters. This is a podcast. So actually when I am done with this, it automatically downloads to my computer and it separates the track of everybody here on the show. It's with their pro version. It's amazing. So if you'd like to find out more about my wonderful friends over at Ecamm, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm, socialmedianewslive.com um, forward slash ecam that's e-c-a-m-m and i'm a little jealous about this next segment that eric gets to do because it's kind of the fun one and it if you haven't seen some of this uh but eric just just break it down a little bit about this uh this brand yeah banter. yeah as this was as this was happening i was just kind of like why are people posting about something called weedabix i was like <laughs> what the heck is that yeah. First off. And, this is uh, amazing it, it, it basically turned into a meltdown. And so basically it's a, it, it, so for us, for those of us that didn't know what Weedabix was, this was first off a great immersion into uh, what, you know, what that is. It basically, it's classic wheat biscuits. And then the, the, they, we, the Weedabix people posted an image of their wheat biscuit covered in Heinz baked beans and so there were many different reactions, some of which, for example, like Yorkshire tea, they, they said that that, that that unexpected combination was the equivalency of a murder, which I think probably some of the visual was there uh, with the baked beans and, you know, blood right. I don't know. Um, Ofcom said the image was deeply offensive. And then that same week, uh, Marmite tried to do Branter which I, I do not a- approve of that combination of brand and banter becoming brander. Sorry, get off my lawn. But, uh, and so they were trying to talk about, they were, they were probably trying to, Marmite was trying to uh, promote chili infused dynamite spread, which I still am confused as to what that it is. It just doesn't sound but right at all. No. It just, all of these, th- like, I get it. We, we're all trying to one up Wendy's now, right? Like Wendy's, you know, had its, cheeky they're still amazing. off yeah snarky whatever and i'm like yeah i don't care about wendy's twitter account i just want the food you know I, I, again i'm 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 an old man apparently but uh get off my lawn yeah i don't know this is this is crazy but anyway uh so I, my i guess my question is does this build any value does this quote branter ever build like long lasting brand value like in other words us social media marketers and or consumers at large do they look at the twitter account of wendy's or weedabix or those jumping in on weedabix you are insane and then want to buy that product like making what's your take on this yeah i i absolutely love it and in fact you mentioned uh, Matt Navarra. Um, he actually tweeted and uh, commented on how amazing the uh, the, um, the brands were that took part. Um, I love it, and our, our social media marketers can learn from the big brands and get involved in that trending hashtag, but do it well. In fact, I taught uh, I was teaching uh, some Lancashire-based businesses that's in the north of England about some of the smaller companies that didn't do so 
aware. They got caught up in the debate, but then they try to promote themselves and plug themselves. That's not how you do it. You play the game because you want to get more people to see your tweet, but get involved in their humor. So it definitely works. We know that as a brand, as a business owner, people need to see us between seven and 30 times before they may even come and follow us or, you know, engage with us. Uh, and so, you know, make it and you make it a good one, you know, a good impression. Um, and so get involved in those hashtags and, uh, and learn from the big brands. Definitely. There was, some, like I say, there were some great brands who did it really well, like Yorkshire Tea. Uh, and then there were some brands who didn't do it so well, but small businesses also got involved. Uh, and as long as they're not, promoting themselves, you can definitely get a bit more visibility uh, into your uh, business. Yeah. So I, I, this is from our friend, uh, Carrie Ray. She goes, you crazy kids chases with a broom, like get off our, we were, we're, gr- <laughs> we're just grumpy, Carrie. That's what it is. Um, but say that you were like, you know, you're a smaller or relatively unknown brand, you know, does it just look like you're jumping on the brand wagon for a few likes? <laughs> Uh, for people who are already, that was, that was for my friend, Grace stuff. That's her pun. Uh, but uh, if you just have like, you know, if you're just, does it feel, it, how can you, I guess, use a viral opportunity to generally grow your following, expand your reach? Can smaller companies actually do that? Absolutely. Without a doubt. We know that um, we need to get people to understand who we are as a business and we're all brands. You know, uh, we are all brands and just like any other brand, people, you know, we need to gain that trust from our community. People need to get to know who we are as a person. So, yes, definitely um, inject a bit of humor, uh, the right humor, um, you know, the right personality as part of your brand. Uh, most definitely. I was teaching this uh, again to uh, some other uh, businesses. Um, getting involved in the right hashtags is, is, really, is really important, you know. Um, I, I remember seeing International Men's Day, and I was going to jump on that and say, isn't every day International Men's Day? But then when I realized that it was actually a hashtag to raise awareness about male suicide and mental health, then that probably wouldn't have been good for my brand. So, you know, and again, you know, with All Lives Matter, I thought, oh, actually, yeah, all lives do matter, don't they? But again, you know, no. you read those yeah. tweets and you realize, no, it's not, uh, no, I, uh, I'm not part of the all right. <laughs> so getting involved, no. <laughs> getting involved with the right hashtags, learning from the big brands is just one aspect of uh, how you can get people to know who you are um, as a, a per, you know, as a personality, as a brand. You've got to do lots of other stuff um, on social media, um, but your brand, you know, everything, absolutely everything starts with your brand. And I actually mentioned that at uh, my talk at the Sociable Summit. Um, you, need, you need to get people to know who you are as a person, as a business. And, you know, and that doesn't come from, this is how you can get to, to <laughs> a, a seven figures in your business, guys. That's right. that. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you're talking about the voice of the brand and, you know, especially on Twitter, we've got a limited amount of characters. And so when these brands are trying to pull off humor, it can potentially, you know, people might not get the joke. In other words, do you have any approaches or do you have any insight to approaching, you know, humor on Twitter? That's a, a great question. I mean, gifts are amazing. Gifts, mm-hmm. gifts. <laughs> the great way of gifts, right? But your thoughts, <laughs> we all know. Um, you know, they're, they're a great way of sort of inject, you know, injecting a little bit of humor. Uh, and some of us who are brave enough to do so can create our own um, gifts. But that's a great way of um, a, a business or brand just to get started and, and listen out for those opportunities to, um, you know, to inject a bit of um personality into brand uh, definitely and you know when you um get involved on twitter you know liking a tweet uh sharing a tweet that you've learned is again a good way to get started but then we also need to um distinguish distinguish ourselves from everybody else so if there was a tweet that had 20 likes or 20 um retweets you know 20 shares then how are you going to be different from everyone else your voice is lost in those likes and retweets. So by commenting on it, quote tweet, and you know, using the 280 characters um, to you know, express a, a, an opinion that's in within your brand guidelines, that's how you can start to, um, you know, uh, to stand out from everyone else. 
So an interesting thing, you know, I produced Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People podcast, and they had a couple of weeks ago, they had uh, Jennifer Aker and uh, Naomi Bagladonis, um, and they wrote a book called Humor Seriously and how humor works with brands. It's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. But one of the things they mentioned in there was to always punch up. You never punch down. So if you're like the CEO of a company, you never like make fun of the intern who's bringing in donuts. You always either make fun of yourself or you, you know, you, you don't punch down. And so I think that's important. Even on Twitter, it's like, you don't make fun of people down below us. You make fun of things that you see, or even like if you're a a smaller brand, maybe a bigger brand like Coke or something, but that's really important is not, not being mean, I think with your humor and punching down. So I thought that was a great takeaway that I got from that book and from that podcast. So, um, that was really cool. Um, okay, we're gonna move. That, uh, it, Go you know, when brand when brands are using gifts, um, it's now f- from this point forward known as briefs. Briefs, briefs. Oh my goodness! Yeah, a branded gif is a brief. A brief, a brief brief. Yeah. All right. So this next piece of news is Twitter has announced a pair of, you know, kind of some big features later, uh, earlier this week. And it's the ability, and Shannon kind of touched about this earlier in the comments. He goes, the ability for users to charge their followers for access to additional content and the ability maybe to create and join groups based on specific interests. So this is going to be, this payment feature is called Super Follows, which sounds like a superhero that nobody really likes, will allow um, (laughs) Twitter users to charge followers and give them access to extra content. So this could be bonus tweets, access to the community, a community group, subscription to a newsletter, or a badge indicating your support. In a mock-up screenshot, Twitter showed an example where a user charges $4.99 per month to receive a series of perks. And so Twitter sees it as a way to let creators and publishers get paid directly by their fans. So, making, do you think Twitter users will really pay to see some people's exclusive tweets? That's a great question. Uh, well, if you'd like to pay me for it, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we can test it, can't we? Uh, I mean, to, to be honest, a lot of my content is free. If you want to know a bit more, then you, you know, um, you send me a DM and we arrange a chat. That's the way that it normally works. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I can see stars doing it, but I don't know about if people would pay to see my exclusive briefs. What is it? No, that's not. We don't do that. I don't. And yeah. Nobody wants to pay to see no, your briefs, see my briefs. No, I couldn't give this away. Go ahead. What was your question? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess that, that you know, to, to, to come at it from a different angle. Yeah, we've got so many different uh, celebrities. And, you know, if they were to pay gate some of their tweets, um, you know, that might be interesting. I mean, Twitter was talking about that, uh, you know, subscription model built around celebrities. And, you know, some of these people uh, are definitely, I, there are definitely people out there who would pay for exclusive access to their celebrity of choice. But my question really is, you know, who out there would you be willing to pay to see every tweet? And I don't know if I have an immediate answer to that. Do either of you? I I could see if it was a special channel that somebody, so I, cause I think about cameos, like the guy from the office made a bunch of money. I think it was Kevin from the office uh, on cameo, sending out special messages to people for their birthdays or whatever, made a bunch of money. Um, so I think there's something there now. I would maybe, I would maybe pay to follow, like if I could see all of Jim Gaffigan's tweets or uh, like Brian Regan or somebody who like funny, that would be worth it. And I would support them like a Patreon. I mean, I support like um, like Luria Petrucci's channel, you know, her YouTube, because I like her and the stuff she puts out. And I want to, you know, be a supporter because she provides me great content. So I think there might be something there. Um, it just depends. I think the, the celebrities, for sure, they're going to have people go throw money at them. But us Maybe as normal people. Opportunity for charities as well or uh, causes, you know, I think that would be amazing. Uh, I mean, I know an incredible lady. She has a, a Twitter talk um, every week called Abuse Talk. And um, she came out of a, you know, abusive relationship. And every week she has a Twitter chat to 
you know, and she's got an incredible support network to help people who are going through uh, domestic violence or coming out of it and need help. You know, it would be a great opportunity for us to be able to, you know, do a quick donation. I think that, that you know, uh, for you know particular causes, I think um, there's definitely opportunities for that. I would love to see that actually, rather than pay to a you know a celebrity who's already earning lots and lots. You know, right. Maybe, right. Maybe brands could do it in kind of a golden ticket kind of a way is to, you know, in order to get the golden ticket, you've got to buy the Wonka chocolate bar. Well, in order to get the chocolate bar, you've got to pay for our super, you got to be a super follower and only them can you get a code to then possibly enter. Although there's probably some, some legalese right there. That's troubling for some lawyers, but I mean, going that direction of exclusive opportunity options or possibilities to only the super followers to suddenly get you know, almost like a higher tier of a Patreon. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, the thing is, is Twitter said they're going to take a cut and they've been hinting at this subscription feature. is going to be this new source of revenue, but they didn't say what that fee is going to be. But here's the other cool thing. They have also announced a new feature called communities, which appears to be something like Facebook group. So people can create, and join groups around specific interests, you know, like cats or plants or Eric's briefs, whatever, whatever Twitter suggests, allowing them to see more tweets focused on those topics. So what about that making? Do you think that would be more successful on Twitter? I mean, Facebook has done really well with groups, but, you know, so other platforms have kind of struggled with kind of doing these community features around interest. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, Facebook yeah, I created a Facebook group um, in 2010 and it grew and, and it's fantastic. Um, but um, it's in Facebook <laughs> right. and I love Twitter. Um, but, you know, potentially, um, actually, you know, the, how many tweets are indexed? We're not sure. I mean, some people say it's up to 5%. So, you know, if you want to go down the uh, SEO route, then, um, you know, potentially more of your content can get onto page one of Google. And that's partly the reason why I love um, Twitter, because of, uh, you know, some of my content is indexed. If people were to Google, then they'll get a, a great insight into, you know, the, the tweets that I do. And so building communities on that where we can really help and share and collaborate, I think is really, really powerful. Um, yeah, I mean, um, communities are so important. I, you know, I'm looking forward to LinkedIn, you know, rebuilding their uh, LinkedIn communities because they got spammy for a while, didn't they? Um, but um, right. looking forward to Twitter communities. I think it would be great. Yeah, just to wrap this, this section up, you know, there's no details on like when these are going to launch. That was all featured in a what's new portion of a presentation for an, an analysts and investors. So this is just kind of what's on the radar. But I think it could probably happen sooner than later because it's so popular and so many people want it. All right, Eric, take us away with this last news section uh, yeah. to wrap up. So. so let's zip through this a little quickly here. So uh, some other smaller updates. So Twitter is exploring new revenue models uh, when it comes to tipping, newsletter subscriptions, and other options. So one of the ideas here is that there's a lot of stuff being considered. One of the ideas is newsletter subscriptions through Twitter and they had just bought, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but uh, I think it's review. Yes. Um, they had bought a platform newsletter platform called review. And so then we're starting to be speculation. Well, Twitter is quietly adding this newsletter link to its web app. And so some Twitter users are starting to see this and say, well, Hey, I can set up a free review newsletter to reach my Twitter audience. And you know, it's kind of integrated and all that kind of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, have have any of you have either of you seen uh, this yet? I haven't, but if have you seen this? And if so, I mean, would this prompt you to, you know, sign up for somebody's newsletter if you saw it integrated into their tweets, almost like Twitter card esque? I guess. I I got excited. Um, I get excited by Twitter a lot, don't I? Me <laughs> too. You do. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got excited when I saw it. The, the opportunities are, are amazing. I mean, I know, you know, in social media, you know, we're supposed to have our own email list and we're supposed to have our own website and, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. But 
you know, all the social media, all the social media platforms are competing with one another and they want us to stay on there for as long as possible. So if we can make it easier for our Twitter followers to consume more of our content via our newsletter, then why not? You know, bring on the newsletter, bring on the communities, you know, bring on the uh, the uh, revenue models and the you know, sponsorships. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity, definitely. Yeah. So I think one of the things I was, I'm like, uh, do we really need a newsletter? Do you think this making is something that like, if somebody doesn't have a newsletter, they should try on Twitter? Or do you think we've got too many newsletters already? We don't need another one. Yeah, like I say, you know, people do say that, you know, your uh, email list is everything. And I do understand that. But like I say, if, if Twitter, uh, I mean, I don't have a news, uh, newsletter. Um, yet uh i love twitter so i'm gonna uh, give it a go and then see what happens so um it'll, it'll be interesting i think most people tend to want to build their email lists and communicate from them because if you know the classic um you know thing that people say is what if all the social media platforms were to go tomorrow mm-hmm. would you still be you know in business and so there's that level of um you know people want to protect themselves in that way um but are they really going to disappear? I don't think so. Not if they keep reinventing themselves. You right. Know? Before we wrap up, I want to, Haley says, uh, I have the newsletter feature, but I've not seen anyone using it yet. And I have not either. So I'm interesting, Haley, what you, your take is on that when you maybe give us a test and let us know what you think. But as we wrap up, I wanted to pull up this comment from our friend Judy Fox. She goes, great to get advice about Twitter from the one and only making she's always on the top leaderboard for every tweet chat contest i see love all the twitter excited and then uh, rob our friend rob uh, is here and he goes hey what's up crew making good to see you on the show and rob's going to be on our show next week but may i want to give everybody a chance to find out where they can find out more about you your services all the fomo stuff you're doing the tweet chats what's the best spot for them to find you at why on twitter of course <laughs> <laughs> so come and find me on uh, making tea uh, i will be doing um, a spot of the old twitter spaces at some point i will be launching a website i don't know sometime in the future uh, but twitter is where you'll find me uh, and also on linkedin as well you can find me there on making sang awesome awesome and eric where can people find out about the great eric fisher and your beyond the to-do list podcast yeah, it's that simple. Go to beyond the to do list.com or, I mean, hit me up on Twitter, Eric with a K, the letter J F I S H E R. Yeah. So, so thankful for you guys being here with me today. Thanks, Eric, for showing up. And don't forget our sponsors, the amazing Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Thank you guys so much for helping sponsor the show. And the show is going to be next week at Thursday. So it's not on Friday. We had to move it up a day. I'm getting my second shot. I got in line and I'm going to get it on Friday, right in the middle of the show. So I will be, uh, so we're going to move the show to Thursday, March the 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern. As always, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Thank you so much to May, May King. Thank you so much to May King uh, for being here today. Thank you, Eric. And thank you all of, all of you guys in the comments and for sharing this out, calling people in. We appreciate you and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.